Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is the glaring voice of your local announcer, Tom Fitzmorris. And it's time now. <clears throat> Where'd that come from? <clears throat> it's uh, time for the food show every afternoon right where you would expect to find it because you've just finished having lunch and you have dinner coming up at some point anyway. So we figure, why don't we add to your day uh, a, a couple of tastes that, that will keep you forwarded and uh, on your way to get everything down that you want to get down. And uh, that's what this show is about. And we do it every day and have been for 30 years, which uh, makes me laugh every time I think about it. It just seems impossible, but there it is. And uh, we'd love to hear from you at the beginning, in the middle, at the end, uh, you know, any kind of place you want to uh, add a little touch of uh, friendliness, uh, please give us a call. And uh, believe me, no matter what it is you might have on your mind, something you're trying to get uh, worked up, you know, like over, over uh, the last 24 hours, there was a feller who uh, asked me about how to make cornmeal and sent me an email to that effect, and uh, I I sent them the email back, you know, with, with what I thought was the approach to it. And uh, then he called back, and he hit me with something that was totally opposite, just a completely different uh, subject, but still on the idea of food. And I keep thinking, gosh, if we could get everybody to get in here and do that for like three seconds every day, <laughs> We we could really have some fun with this. So, uh, and indeed, we have had a lot of fun with it over the years. So we'd love to have you have some fun with us again today, especially if you've had a rough day and you really deserve to be able to go out to, to dinner tonight, maybe have a glass of wine or maybe even a cocktail and sit down and have something good to eat uh, that will keep you going un until the next night. In other words... Uh, let's let's uh, let's get going. Two six zero six three six eight is our telephone number. You're always welcome to talk about anything at all having to do with food, about restaurants, about cooking. Uh, and if you ever have the thought in your mind, yeah, well, well, I, I, he probably wouldn't want to hear what I have to say. Oh, nothing could be farther from the truth. We really, really want you to uh, call us up and tell us what's been good. Two six zero six three six eight. Jim is here already. Jim, welcome to the food show. Thank you very much for being the first caller. Hi, actually, it's Jeb. Jeb, I'm terribly sorry. Was that a? No uh, worries. Is that a uh, uh, a three letter anagram? Just by no, it's just because it there is was somebody, what it is. <laughs> there was a guy I went to high school with. As a matter of fact, he sat right next to me in in the classroom. And uh, his, he went by the name of Jeb because it was like his name was Joseph Eric Batten or something like that. <laughs> Just thought you might have been one of those. I'm, a, I'm very sorry for in, insulting you if I did. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, uh, my dad started calling me that at birth, so that's... Oh, there you go. Just means nothing but that. 
Yeah, and dads are always right. You got it. Yeah. Well, what's up? I re I recently bought a sous vide machine. Have you tried mm. one? Uh, I I have tried one uh, at some cooking demonstrations. Typically, it's at uh, some show that the Red Restaurant Association is putting on or something, and that's the only time I get, have ever had a chance to really get in there and, and cook something serious. And uh, it's one of those things like, along the lines of um, oh, uh, like a, a pressure cooker. People who love pressure cookers are nuts about it. They just say this is absolutely the way to cook. I mean, it, and it really is to, to them. Uh, well, uh, you know, the sous vide thing, for those who don't know what this is, basically you uh, you wind up cooking all of the food in, in hot water, although it's much more sophisticated than that. And uh, food, it, The food is actually in bags. It's in bags, and the way it works is you bring it up to a ex very exact temperature, one that you follow the recipe to make sure you have straight. And the, and you you just follow the instructions, really, if you really want to get uh, into it. There are, is no small number of chefs who actually get back there and do a fairly good bit of sous vide. Uh, right. And, but I am not one of them. I just, I, I remember the first time I ever ran into him, I was at a chef's and a restaurant uh, a meeting in New York City, of all places. And uh, they, were, they were really going into that big time. And they said, this is it. This is going to happen starting in 15 minutes. And the biggest thing I ever had. And, you know, it's not everybody that has one either. So, uh but do you like it? What is your feeling on it? Well, I got it at pretty much half price. It was uh, the, del <laughs> the deluxe start. model. I got it for like, got it for like fifty yeah. bucks. Oh, okay. So I, that that made it a whole lot more appetizing for me to try. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I brought it home. And the first thing we did was uh, I put some strip steaks in it, just mm -hmm. like they said. Yeah. Put it at set it at hundred and thirty degrees, and yeah. set them in there right. for one hour. And uh, at the end of it, we took the steaks out, put them on the grill for two minutes per side. Yeah. And it, it wasn't bad. Uh, I will tell you, if you're going to do it with steaks, you need a good piece of meat. Yeah, well, that's always true. It won't but, improve uh, the flavor of a steak. Yeah. yeah. But it well, does bring uh, it to the correct amount of doneness. Yeah, that's so kind that of a really well. is an advantage. You, 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 if you follow the instructions, you will at least come up with something that is decent. Uh, so, uh, anyway, that's but I think after you take it out, if you put it in a pan of butter and sear it real good on both sides, yeah. I think it'll do better than just put it on a regular grill. Yeah. I think we should have done it the other way. But I, oh, well. you, you try vegetables, things like that, mm -hmm. that just need to be cooked, but you don't want to boil. If you want to keep, uh, mm -hmm. keep put the vegetables in there with just a little bit of uh, maybe butter in the bag and cook yeah. them at the temperature until they're done, you don't boil anything out of them, yeah. which is a good thing. Yeah, oh, there's there's definitely good things about it, and uh, I'm always looking for flavor myself, but to a maybe ridiculous degree. But anyway, that's the way I look at it. Uh, it's well, that a cooking it method won't add any flavor. <laughs> I, I keep wondering why they don't use that kind of stuff in, let's say, railroads. Oh, wait, I, I just got the hip on that. Uh, it's because nobody travels by railroad but me. So <laughs> never mind. 
I neglect. Hey, hey, hey can I uh, finish this up with a, a weird piece of conversation? Sure. Uh, this um, meeting that I mentioned that I was on uh, in, in New York City was food writers and all those kind of guys. Uh, and there, there was a company there uh, that I, I can't remember which one it was, but they made food processors. And at that time, okay. food processors were kind of rare, and hardly anybody owned one. But I, uh, I, I won one in a complex contest that they put on during this event. And I brought it home, and I used it for 30-something years. <laughs> never had a problem with it until when it did. I never was able to use it again. It was really sad. It was, I was just so sorry about that. That wasn't that interesting, think, was it? I would I would think thirty years out of any kind of appliance, yeah, no reason yeah. to be sad at all. Yeah, well, that's for sure. I, I I feel like I stole that thing. Well, what? Uh, nice hearing from you. Uh, call anytime you feel like it. Thank you. Thank Have you. a good it's, show. It's the food show. Well, I don't know about that, but Alfred joins us over here on the orange phone. Alfred, come on in. Hi, Tom. My condolences on the loss of your food processor. I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> it was that. so sad. I, I, it just locked up all of a sudden. And I oh. said, oh, heck, I, I, let me go see if I can buy another piece here and put it back together. Forget about it. Couldn't come close. Oh, well. Well, I have a question come from a completely different ballpark today. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, where would you go to get Galatoire? To buy a really good German chocolate cake, not a piece that, of the cake, the whole cake. The whole cake. The uh, yeah. the restaurant that used to do the best uh, cake along those lines was uh, a, a, actually a Mexican restaurant in the Marini really? section. Uh, but the guy who he actually owned the restaurant, but he was German. He was uh, and he made those things. He always had three or four of them in his refrigerator. Uh, uh, German chocolate uh, soup. I mean, uh, uh, German chocolate uh, 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 cake. cake. Thank you. I knew it was a word for it in there somewhere. Uh, <clears throat> uh, anyway, uh, he made them. And since then, I can't remember anybody make. Wait, no, no. I did think of one. Uh, it's a, a restaurant in Metairie right before you go into the into the, the drink. Uh, no, this isn't a this isn't quite a bakery yet. Uh, anyway, it's a, or Bistro Orleans is the name of the place, and they make all their uh, own pastries over there. And they a whole one. They'll be happy to do it for you. Uh, give them a little bit of notice or something. And then finally, Maurice's French Bakery uh, on Hesmer. This is like a, a couple of blocks toward the uh, right lake from before you get to. Uh, Ruth's Chris Steakhouse, about a block and a half from there. Right, again, that was, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, give them a, but give them a, a little advance notice. I know they can do it. Sure. They, they got it. Okay. That There's also like my daughter, idea. but my daughter doesn't work for uh, for peanuts. You know, she. Well, my mother she, made the best in the world, but oh, she's well, no longer you, with you'll us. never get better than your mother. <laughs> That's just the way no. that goes. Hmm. And you know well, it's not German, right? Even though the German baker and the Mexican restaurant could make great ones, German chocolate cake is not German. 
Yeah, not a bit. It comes from New England, yeah. I think. I forget. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Oh, well. Okay, well, we'll, we'll be thinking about tip. it, and maybe we can think of something, uh, and we can have you doing a ribeye a ribeye king steak, king cake. <laughs> this is getting stupider by the moment. Let me, let me hang up while I can. But thanks for the call. You are listening to The Food Show. I'm Tom Fitzmorris. Anybody there? I'm going to get used to that, having two calls right after we sign on. It's the food show. I'm Tom Fitzmorris. Are we okay here, uh, Doug? I mean, in terms of what? Oh, good, good, good. Uh, today in 1812, very important day for our area. Today in 1812, the territory or of Orleans was admitted to the United States as the state of Louisiana, the 18th state. This was also the day in 1803 when Thomas Jefferson signed the Louisiana Purchase, making it officially part of the United States. And our state is named for uh, King Louis the 16th. Oh, excuse me, King Louis the 14th of France, aka the Sun King. He was actually a gourmet. He was a, a, a bon vivant and all those other things, but uh, he had it bad. He liked arrogance arrogance, and ar- arrogance and, and all the other things, too. And uh, he was uh, just a, a famous guy uh, for obvious reasons. Lots of things are named after him, like that Louis XIV crosses uh, Canal Boulevard in Lakeview. Uh, but, wait, there's one more thing to say about this, and that is uh, that... It, the territory of Orleans is basically, let's see, I'll, I'll start with the Wrigley's and then going down the coast more or less and then with the river out to the to the end of the river and then whip back up the river again on the other side. And then you, um, you penetrate what really is a completely uh, uh, put together uh, movement of, of water. And if you if you pay pay attention for it, it's it's quite a long trip. Uh, but that was what determined what the uh, what the uh, that uh, piece of land is now called. That's that's how they called it. That it's the food show. This is Tom Fitzmorris. Nice to be here with you talking about the food scene of our city, America's best eating city. That's not just a slogan I made up. I read that within like uh, six to eight months on the covers of a couple of magazines, uh, food magazines. And uh, since then, I've been tuned into that and to see if anybody had shot that down or come, come up with some be- even better ideas. Uh, but it's been pretty, pretty steady. And uh, I think we can hold on to that brag of ours, uh, America's Best Eating City. You know where I first saw that? It was, let's see, here it is. I've got it right in front of me here. It says, the New Orleans Eat Book, Facts and Opinions on Dining Out by in America's Best Eating City. And you see, you see, I'm just, there it is. And I didn't put that there. You know, 300 restaurants reviewed by Tom Fitzmaurice. Oh, oh I'm sorry. I guess I did, buy, uh, did write this, didn't I? Yeah. Well, I still think it's true that... Uh, it's America's best eating city. What do you think? Two six zero six three six eight. Call us, would you? If, even if you don't have anything to say, you think you don't, you do. Call us. We'd love to hear from you. Two six zero. 
That almost rhymed, didn't it? Two six zero six three six eight. Two six zero sixty three sixty eight. There's something else I wanted to get going with here. Well, you know, over the weekend, uh, I went to a, a, some, a place that I, I'd been to the restaurant that it has for a long time. It was called, uh, uh, the name of it, uh, of this place is uh, 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 Forks and Corks. That's it. And it's in the middle of. Uh, this really interesting, what what's the word for this? I, in the old days, we used to call it a subdivision. This is really a town unto itself. And the way they've designed the town is to make it look like it's about, oh, 50 to 75 years older than it actually is. And uh, it's uh, it's an interesting little area. We went to, after we had uh, lunch there, my wife and I, we went driving around in that neighborhood, and the main thing that came to my mind is, boy, could I get lost in this thing. But uh, anybody been there? They, they have their restaurant. You know, Isn't that interesting? They had the restaurant in place, and I'm not talking about a hamburger joint either. They, they know how to cook at uh, Forks and Corks. I hate their name, but I like the way they cook. And uh, so it, it has evolved into a really quite a good place. Is anybody on the greenery here over uh, uh, Joe, um, uh, that's not his name. Uh, two six zero. I could have sworn we had somebody on hold, but uh, if we don't, we don't. Two six zero six three six eight. We got into something a few days ago about restaurants that uh, are no longer with us that we remember very well. In fact, there was one a couple of days ago when we were talking about uh, a restaurant called Eleven Seventy Nine. Somebody wanted to remember that, and I remembered it, but I remembered nothing about it. 1179, talk about a generic name. Then uh, a few people started calling us in, and, and we found out these, the most interesting aspect of it. It was, uh, it was Joe Segreto. Joe Segreto is a restaurateur, was a restaurateur, he has passed away, who... Uh, had some of the most successful and best restaurants in the area. The, probably the most famous of them was uh, was uh, Avondale Plantain. No, it's no Avondale wasn't there. Uh, the, it was it was the uh, that that facility though in that area. What a beautiful place that was. Annadale, no, that wasn't it either. Uh, so uh, anyhow, we got to talking about that and where all of those restaurants came from. You got a favorite that you can't track down? We, we finally did. Somebody, it, it took about a half hour. And then finally somebody came in and said, yeah, 1179, that was Joe Segreto's place. Oh, that's right. It was way up on the second floor. It was hard to get to. It was uh, a restaurant that wasn't all that big to begin with, and they were always busy. They had lots and lots of regular customers. And everybody, after we triggered that little note, uh, everybody suddenly knew where it was. Uh, what was the name of that main restaurant he uh, uh, that he used to run? It was on Metairie Road. I'm sorry, it was on the uh, uh, on the lakefront. No, it wasn't even that. Boy, I forget it. I'll get it later. Two six zero six three six eight. Call right now. And uh, would you mind? I mean, I'm, I, I know I'm demanding and all that, but. We just need something to giggle about or to laugh outright if we can possibly have it. Uh, uh, 260-6368. Here's a 
Elmwood Plantation. There it is. Yeah, I just couldn't drag that thing up. Uh, if you uh, are, is that person didn't stay, right? Whoever that was, or are they, or is he, or he, or she there? I guess we don't know. Yes, I am here. Oh, you are here. Okay. Yeah, that oh, came well. out of my head. Okay. Oh well, I mean that's close enough for me. I mean, I, I was yeah. waiting for you, you to drag it out of your head, but hey, you know. Yeah, well, you know what kind of head I have these days. Getting worse every day. Two six zero six three six eight. I'll tell you uh, well, something else that might distract you from that. And a feller by the name of Johnny Horton. Remember him? Today's the birthday in 1925 of Johnny Horton. He recorded the hit song, The Battle of New Orleans, in the 1950s. He was the guy uh, who, you know, told you about the uh, Battle of New Orleans. And it was uh, one of, you know, they took a little bacon and they took a little beans. and Nothing about grits in here, though. You know, I, I noticed that. No grits. Maybe back then they didn't have it figured out yet. But uh, today is the day when that uh, when he, that guy was born. And uh, there you go. You can think what's happening uh, from a million years ago. 260-6368. We would love to have somebody to talk to here. So call us, would you? Really appreciate it. 260-6368. <clears throat> Oh, here it is. Dean Fording. Oh, oh, oh. We had guns and drugs were coming. Once it might as many as it was a while ago. Fired once more and they begin to run in. Down to Mexico, till the monks of Mexico. <laughs> All right. That'll do, I guess. Two six zero six three six eight. Uh, it, you know, it suddenly uh, occurred to me how we got on that. It was uh, last two or three shows ago. Somebody brought up this this eleven seventy nine thing, and we were beating our brains out trying to remember it. But then other people started calling about other restaurants that nobody could remember either, and we had a, a good uh, half hour on that subject, which is something I always like, because you know this is a loose loose kind of a program. I'm sure you've noticed that. 260-6368. I wrote a note to myself earlier today asking this question in mind of uh, talking about it uh, in our little radio situation here. The question is three, three words, that's all. What's your coffee? Okay, so what is your coffee? I'll tell you what my coffee is. It's this for lovers of coffee. You will either hate or love what I'm about to tell you. Uh, first of all, I start with chicory coffee, half half and half uh, chicory and and real dark dark roast uh, coffee. The uh, reason that that is important is that you're balancing two things off, and, it, and that's part of the the way they always did that. Uh, but uh, it also there was a time when you couldn't get real coffee, and uh, that's that's what you had to get is was the uh, chicory coffee. But I, I actually like the taste of chicory coffee myself. I always have really, and so uh, uh, we were we were talking about all of this in the and the, the coffees and everything, and moving on, 
to the next one, we said, no, wait a minute. Uh, how did they influence that first batch of coffee, the coffee and chicory? Uh, and we kept thinking of different ways we did it. Um, and uh, we uh, never quite put the, put the kibosh on it or anything, but it was we were trying to f- figure out some other coffees out there that no one has talked about in a long time. So uh, there it is. I mean, if you feel like it, uh, I, I wish you would, though. 2606368. Uh, so the question is, what's your coffee? Wait, I, I forgot to tell you how I, how I brew the coffee. Uh, my, I used to use my, my uh, microwave oven, uh, which will send some people off into horror. No, no, I didn't, I didn't cover the coffee with that. I just uh, used it to rewarm the, the, uh, the coffee itself, the, the milk that part of it that you would put in if you were doing cafe au lait. You got to have that. And, uh, but my, my, uh, coffee maker, I'm sorry, not the coffee maker, the, uh, uh all of a sudden, uh, the, uh, the, microwave oven was stopped working and so I couldn't uh, I couldn't bring up the milk to the right temperature and my wife said why don't you just put it in a pan and put it on top of the stove until it gets the temperature you want and I said no okay yeah, I thought to myself that's probably the best I'm going to get on the short notice anyhow so I did that and um, to my great surprisement it was pretty good now it it had a, a somewhat caramelized flavor in the milk portion but I, I decided and I, I'm still going with this that uh, doing it that way is actually pretty good it's it's an interesting bunch of flavors you get in there you do have to be very careful about what what the temperature of that sto- uh, stove top is and how long you leave it in there you, you have to get it out at a certain spot but uh, I now do my coffee that way all the time to me it's almost as good as uh, a a cappuccino or something along those lines. So uh, anyway, that's something I've been playing around with. You got anything? Boy, I hope you bring it back when we come back from our next break, which uh, ensues in about uh, three, four minutes. Gosh, I'm happier here. Really. Hello there. Welcome back. It's the Food Show, and uh, we sure would love to hear from you. 2606368 2606368 is our telephone number. Here it is again, 2606368. Here's one more time, and this time's an easy way to remember it. 260-MENU. That's it. Uh, and I, I want you to know, uh, with no uh, uncertain terms, that I would really love to have you on our show and to do it right now because you know, we don't have anybody to, to wait on. And, in fact, uh, if we had like a surplus of time on the air, I would make it bigger yet for you to come on the program. That's, that's how much we uh, are fascinated by getting other people to call in here and tell us what they found when they went out to eat or this restaurant or that or what you're cooking at home, uh, anything at all, wide open, you pick it, 260-6368. However, we've had some relatively good luck wooing some uh, some people like you and me by uh, looking through some old magazines 
which might not seem all that thrilling a thing to do. Uh, but um, I was uh, excavating one of the rooms in my house. It's just so much junk in there, like like everybody else. Anyway, I was uh, pulling all this stuff out, and I found a huge cache, about maybe four or five hundred of them. I don't know, it might be more than that, of uh, New Orleans Magazine. New Orleans Magazine still around. Uh, my friend's, uh, well, my friend, uh, uh, Errol Laborde, his, his wife is also my friend. Uh, we've known I've known him for a million years is is what it's about. So anyway, uh, New Orleans Magazine, uh, you know, had this you know terrific magazine. They still do it. And for a while, I was the editor of the magazine, so I have an interest in it from that direction. And uh, they were always doing you know fair amount of food in there. It just made sense because well you know if you start with a magazine entitled New Orleans Magazine, what which is going to be the first column uh it's the it's going to be for sure the uh, food and wine column anyway uh there were a lot of articles and ads in that those magazines that i had excavated from the bathroom that uh oh and by the way we we did cream them off before we uh gave them over to you but anyway the uh so we had all of this um all of these things coming along and I kept finding these great old ads, mostly ads, and but some others too, uh, that were about restaurants that are no longer with us. And I thought, as because other people have done so, that I would share a few of these with you. Okay, some of these are going to be very familiar to you, and others will not. And then there will be some that will make no sense to me either or anybody else uh, talking with us. So if you have another one to add to our list, we'd love to do that just for the heck of it. Who's on there? I'm sorry. Gregory is here. Gregory, uh, we'll, uh, we'll get to our little little program here in a minute. He's gone? That was quick. Gregory, call us back. <clears throat> anyway, so here I have, let's see, looks like four pages. Bunch of ads here. The very first one is the Court of Two Sisters. Everybody knows that one. Just just about everybody has been there at one time or another, although I know there are a lot of people who have never been there. You ought to try it. It's not bad. It's not one of the greatest restaurants in the world either. Great-looking place. The food's good. It's very straightforward, though. All the, all the New Orleans you know, standards, I don't have a problem with that. I think the New Orleans standards have a place, which is in New Orleans, you know. All right, moving right along, the Embers Steakhouse. The Embers Steakhouse was on uh, on St. Peter Street, and it was more or less across the street from, there was this great jazz place. Oh, the, the Preservation Hall, that, that, that's easier than the one I was working my, my way up to. Uh, it was right across the street from there, and the steaks were thick and cheap. <laughs> they, they were not not cheap in the sense of being just truly awful, but their their prices were very very affordable, and a lot of people went there just for that. Also, it was a fairly nice looking restaurant, and if you got a, uh, a uh, on the top floor, if you got a table there, you had a great view of everything going back and forth on Bourbon Street, which was you know in in its own way kind of funny. This would have been in the 1960s and 70s that I would would remember that. So it was the Ember Steakhouse, 
and here's the ad for it. And here's this uh, lovely lady uh, with a, a, a guy who's hiding in the shadows somewhere. So uh, we, I don't know anything about him. But there they are, and they look like they're having a good time. Then down below here is, let's see if anybody remembers this one. This is really obscure, but if you, I'll bet you somebody listening to us right now remembers this restaurant, Ichabod's Galley. <laughs> Think about it. I-C-H-A-B-O-D, apostrophe S, Galley. Ichabod's Galley. Anybody remember Ichabod's? I have only the vaguest remembrance of that. Moving right along, Louis the Sixteenth French restaurant. Now that came along. That was in place, in fact, and ripping and roaring, very classy place, very gourmet, very French. And uh, I used to go there as much as my I could afford eating there. I remember it was the first restaurant where I ever spent a hundred dollars or more than a hundred dollars, actually, uh, on a dinner all by myself. Now I do that routinely. Oh, and I'm sorry, you probably do too. So anyway, Louis the Sixteenth. It was a really great restaurant, it, and it was around for a long time. And it, it still kinda is, because the, it's in a hotel, and the guy who owns the hotel wants to keep it going, and uh, he he can uh, wait it out. And his chef is a lady called An. Her first name was Agnes. A A G N E S. Agnes the French pronunciation of Agnes. Uh, very good chef, too. She always shows up for all the French things in the French Quarter. You'd, you'd absolutely positive you would run into her at the French Quarter Festival. Um, you know, you would come to think of it, the French Quarter Festival. All right, so that was at Louis the Sixteenth rest, uh, restaurant. Now, here's the one that really grabs me. Anybody on hold before I dive into this? <clears throat> no? It was a company that I vaguely remember called uh, Maison du Vin, M-A-I-S-O-N-D-U-V-I-N, Maison du Vin. And right below it were the words, wine price list, a price list. In those days, and this would have been uh, 1960s or 70s, I think, and it was located in General de Gaulle Drive in um, uh, Gallier, uh, not Gallier. Um, what, what's the name of the town? I'm, I'm uh, the suburb. I'm trying to think of uh, Algiers, of course. <clears throat> so anyway, here's this wine list, and I think, all right, let's take a look. Looking down the list. We start off with something that is very nice, uh, very much liked by a lot of people, especially if you're just getting started in in wine drinking. But it might puzzle you because it's going to do it in a very old style. So here we go. Jadot, always one of the best makers of uh, Beaujolais in France. Jadot, 1969 vintage. Imagine how old over that, that that's not a wine that's made to expand itself all that well so uh anyway here it is Beaujolais Jadot J A D O T uh 1969 vintage ready for the price <laughs> you're going to laugh hold on to something believe it or not 2 dollars and 69 cents 
Isn't that great? Would you, wouldn't you love it if somewhere around our house uh, we could find uh, another uh, another place to go to get those kind of prices? Uh, it was, th- this is uh, out of one of those New Orleans magazine uh, ads, and here it is. And it goes on for pages and pages of all of these, and even some of the really uh, super hyper-expensive wines by today's standards. I'm going to pick one at random here. Uh, Chateau Cheval Blanc. Well, Cheval Blanc is a first uh, uh, first crew, uh, Grand Cru, which is the upper limits. Let's see how much they pay for it. Uh, so the it comes out at, what did I do? I lost it. Uh, anyway, oh, yeah, here it is. Cheval Blanc. The vintage is, doesn't say, uh, but the wine itself is, all of $13.16. You'd have to pay $300 for that now. Well, you know, we, we can always dream, can't we? It's the Food Show. I'm Tom Fitzmorris. It's great to be here with you talking about food and restaurants and cooking and wine. Do you have something that will take about uh, 10 seconds? I have to reach over there. All right. What do we do next? Got any uh, yes. wines you're As a matter of in? fact, we're mm-hmm. going to do next is uh, we celebrate some things today. So oh, yeah, do please next. do. Let's go. National Bubble Tea Day today. Bubble tea? Yes, bubble tea. Oh, this is that thing that the Vietnamese people like so much? Bubble tea. Bubble teas? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those are pretty good. They they go down like some nebulous sort of flavor. It's really good. Okay, it's National Adopt-A-Shelter-Pet Day today. Oh, uh, isn't it? Which one are you going to get? I, I'm. I, I am not going to get a snake. No, no, no snakes. No snakes. Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. Now it's National Hairstylist Appreciation Day. Well, good. For this those works of out you perfectly still have because. Hair. You, well, I was thinking we could take, uh, you know, uh, since we just auctioned off a hair because of its. Well, not that just kind of a kind of hair. Put, uh, yeah. not, oh, no, it's a different kind of hair? Yeah, maybe different it's Different rabbit. Oh, yeah, uh-huh. okay. Uh-huh. It okay. is National Honesty Day today. No, it ain't. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. Honest John. Okay, it's National Bugs Bunny Day today. B- Bugs Bunny? Yes, National Bugs Bunny Day today. Bugs Bunny, let's see, who did Bugs Bunny? Was that? Uh... Bell Blank. Mel Blank, right. Boy, he was a one of a kind. Now, it's National yeah. Sarcoidosis Day today. I give up. What in yes, the world? It, it is an affliction that is not catching. However, it is no. genetic. And mm-hmm. uh, they're, they That's have their day un- today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, uh, one food-wise here, it's National Oatmeal Cookie Day. It's a great day for yeah. an oatmeal cookie. Yeah. It's National Military Brats Day today. <laughs> Not military brats now. Military uh-huh, brats. Yeah. Okay. No I, sausages I, I wanted, involved. Yeah, right. yeah. Okay, yeah. good. Now, it's National Pre-Preparation Day. Oh, uh, yes, Pre-Preparation. Uh-huh. I mean, I'm going to get this right yet. Pre-Preparation. Yeah. You too, huh? <laughs> yeah, I know. This is a good one. Let me spell this for you. Pre- yeah, let's hear it. Mm-hmm. Pre-pep—it's you know you prepare for hurricanes and junk like yeah. that. Okay, it's a good day to do that today. One yeah. final food day today, and yeah. it is National Raisin Day. Well, that's a wrinkle, new wrinkle. Oh, but you know, I almost had a good one there, because of course, as you know, a raisin is a wrinkled up 
You, you know that. Great. Well, thank you for sharing uh, sharing all okay, of that. Okay, I, I figured we'd get this done right now, and uh, so yeah. you'd have plenty of time to prepare yourself for whatever you're going to appreciate today. Who can tell? I'm I'm still looking at this wine list. This was not a wine list of a restaurant. This was a, a wine store in Algiers, 3640 General de Gaulle. Not a bad neighborhood by a mean, any means. Uh, but this thing went on for four days. I mean, four pages. And I keep seeing, like, for example, let's see. There was one that was just outrageously uh, crazy. Chateau Latour, one of the great wines of the world. I mean, pretty close to the top. Fifth of this, the vintage again, I tell you, is 1960 of Chateau Lafitte. Uh, I'm sorry, Chateau Latour, and it cost every nickel of $11.10. All you wine buffs out there are thinking, ah, where was I then? I know the feeling. This is the Food Show, 260-6368, 260-MENU. All that's, you know, last night, last night I had, uh, I was just whipped out yesterday. Yeah, like what else is new? Okay. And uh, I told my wife that I was going to have a cocktail. And I made it clear uh, to myself as much as anybody that uh, I was only going to have one cocktail because that's all the cocktail I can really do. And so uh, I had one, and it was delicious. And it was just the right amount and all of that. And then I started looking in the... what I, I used to call my wine cellar. It's actually upstairs now, so it's not that anymore. And I was looking looking through all of those bottles I had. I used to have a couple of hundred, no, more more than a couple of hundred. It was quite a bit more than that. And it all has kind of faded away, and I haven't even drunk it. Who, who's, who's, anybody out there, you know, rambling around in my, in, in my wine cellar? Well, I did have a, a a bottle of vermouth. That's that's a good sign. If I'd have had any vin, uh, um, any uh, if I had had even a little bit of, uh, of some of that stuff, gin, I could have made myself a martini. Poof! You're a minute martini. Okay, two six zero six three six eight. The gourmet gazetteer today says that uh, another larger town of the same name is oh nobody's going to understand this to heck with it casey jones you ever heard of him i've been on the uh, actual train trap where he uh, did what he did a long time ago and uh, it was a, a it was a race and it was also a way uh, he was going to save a train from going off the rails and in fact he did not succeed in that but uh, he was considered a hero for a long time after that but for a long time also uh, that train ride actually went right straight through the middle of Canton Mississippi uh, and it was one of the directions of the of the famous railroad uh, uh, train uh, it was uh, the city of New Orleans this is the Food Show, 260-6368. Gosh, it's almost time for the news. 
Uh, think of something to tell me about when you come back. Would you? I really, uh, I, you know, I'm just not asking too much. And am, am I? I don't think I am. Give me a call and just about anything. And uh, your anything is better than most people's something. You'll see. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.